I think a good place to start mm-hmm. is you, Nico. You're oh. new. Oh, God. Dude. You're new here. Put me on the spot, bro. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pop quiz, fucker. <laughs> I had to do this, too, bro. I had to do this shit, too. Nah, bro. So, I am a first on here. Yeah, whenever someone comes on, okay. I always ask them <laughs> for their origin story. So, origin. if you DJ were a comic Chris. book character, oh, snap. and they were going to explain the key events of your life that have gotten you to where you are right now. Yeah. How would you describe that timeline? What would oh you put in? my goodness. This might be the biggest challenge of my life. No, don't overthink it. I failed miserably, so. Do I have to like dramatize it? Like make it like, no. I don't know no. how to. No, it's just it. like, what are the important things in your life that make you you? All right. I'll, I mean, I'm, I'm going to like list them all. Like I'm going to be very, you know, very front, very yeah. categorical too. Um, that's good. I don't know. I think that's a word. I don't think that's applicable. Categorical here. is a word. I don't think it's apl- applicable here, though, but we'll go with it. Just go with it. Just uh, go with it. Yeah. No, straight up. So get to know a little bit about about me first. Um, so my parents are divorced. I'll say that's, that was one of the big turning points in my life. Um, Always or? Uh, they divorced in seventh or eighth grade. Okay. And so before that, I, I was lucky I had some good friends growing up. Um, so that kind of helped me. Um, kind of transition into that period a little bit and I never realized how important actually I'm gonna like go to one part and then like go back yeah and, is, is that, that okay right? is that right? oh yeah dude let's go so like I <laughs> didn't realize how important my friends were until this trip literally just got back we go I was yeah, with yeah. these this group of friends for three months straight pretty much and I saw them like every single day yeah and we got really close like they they stayed up all night just to put me on the train the next morning like they were like I didn't even stay up with them you know like I went to sleep I'm like hey you know good night guys and they're like the next morning yeah that could buy was shit so we're gonna fix that and like they took me to the train <laughs> you suck <laughs> I, was, I was so tired I'm like guys I just gotta get some sleep and so you know I I wake up the next morning I see them and I was like wow like that's you know how deep it runs you know and just off three months and like I guess that respect wasn't just from me being American like we were saying earlier it's like that was from me getting to know them and, and uh, them getting to know me and that was the first time that meant a lot to me to have other people get to know me and it just really felt grateful like it was really impactful to me and so doing that that made me realize you know everything that's in the past in my life that has helped me I never knew it and like growing up no one tells you that it's like you can really only like connect the dots looking backwards and like I just never knew like how important people were to me mm-hmm. I started to realize that oh, until yeah. I started to get to know myself more and face my demons and that was like when I started you know, psychology I love that I, what you just said was incredible really and so and the reason why I did it actually um, was thank you by the way um, I appreciate that but like the thing about me choosing psychology was mainly obviously like I was saying was to get to know myself but I was going through a tough period a tough period of my life with um, my roommate at the time I don't know if I told you about Carson got into a fist fight with my roommate oh yeah beat the shit and, out of me man. and it was I would not beat the shit out of him dude. That's, that's what I'm saying yeah. oh yeah <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't beat the shit out of him if, if anyone hears this um, I just punched him a couple times <laughs> dude you should, you should tell the story I think it's, I mean, it's you not. Make, you make it quick. Not, yeah, it's yeah. not relatable. But I, I'll, 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 <laughs> it's I'll, not relatable. No, I'll, I'll, I'll give a good like overcast of it. If it wasn't for previous in the semester, that semester, this was my mm-hmm. first semester at Cortland. Yes. I got put on wait list at Cortland, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it because I want sports management. Mm-hmm. I want sports management. I love sports. I thought that's what I loved, which I still do because it's competition. Sure. It's in our nature. I feel like that you know, as men, that we love competition because that's just who we are. And so I maybe I never really realized that and thought of it that way. That's but, a long conversation, but go ahead. Absolutely, yeah. I would love to dive into that. Um, I'll make I'll try to make this quick. Um, but doing that I, later on, or in the beginning part of that semester, I met a friend there uh, by the name of Trevor Ash. If he ever listens to this, thank you, Trevor. Um, you're the man. I hope you're doing well. Um, but um, he's a big football player, wide receiver. And it was his first semester there. I met him actually as a transfer. We were transfer students. And so all of a sudden, you know, I just get to know him. And then he's in one of my classes. And he's like, he needed a place to stay. He wanted to get out of West Campus. And I was like, sure, dude. And so the where, where he comes into play is that when we got into this fight and everything, he pops in. And, like, after we had this argument, like, we're in the middle of this big argument. 
he comes in, you know, and, and he's like, yeah, I just got here. Like, you know, what, what are you doing? I'm like, I was trying to study and all this stuff. And like my other friend from down the, from down the, um, I, you want to say down the block, from down the hall, um, <laughs> Brandon, who's another good dude, very inspirational. Um, we were just, you know, chilling, talking, and, but he was in the room before Trevor got in the room. So, you know, we, he saw everything really. But when he confronted me, like he came at me, knocked all my stuff over. We started like wrestling, tussling in my corner. Like I'm in the corner, like, you know, when you back a dog into a corner, you stuck. I'm not saying I'm a dog, but like, mm-hmm. I just mean like. Wait, wait, how'd you guys like get into that? Good question. Yeah, I guess to get some oversight. So he had, um, I'll, I'll say he had a, uh, a legitimate drug problem. Okay. Um, he was taking Xanax, he was drinking on it, and he was doing it every day. I ever know so you don't oh, yeah. drink Xanax with, you know, alcohol. Like, you don't take Xanax with alcohol. That's just a bad combination. So he was, like, slurring his words. He was skipping class. And, like, he just didn't have a, you know, rat's ass about what was going on. And he didn't care, to be honest with you, he didn't really care about me. And, like, I, I was, you know, very um, upfront with him. And I said, dude, you're skipping class, man. You need to get your shit together. Excuse my language. And I just said, you know what? I was like, that's that. That's how it is. And he was like... You know what? You're an outcast. No one likes you on this on this floor. I was like, all right, do something about it, dude. And so he kind of came at me, <laughs> and like it was a kind of a scrum. Um, so a guy on Xanax and alcohol <laughs> came after you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, you know, like you're you're talking all this, you know, talking all this crap. So I was like, was it in slow mo? <laughs> <laughs> he, I'll be honest, it wasn't a fair fight. It really wasn't, and that, and that's why you know when you look back at certain actions in our life, certain things you think otherwise. Would I go through it again and do it all over again and do something different? No, but do I think differently about it now and know why things led yeah. to one? Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. And so with the whole, you know, and there is more more stuff parts to it, but I don't want to drag it on more than it needs to be. Um, you know, it was just luckily Trevor was there, and you know he was more like the mediator, and so he helped things out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, before that, you know, being at MVCC, I was very lonely, you know? So, like, I, no wonder, like, after all that happened, I went to a little bit of a depression. So, yeah. got myself out of that. And for anyone who's listening to this, if you get yourself out of a dark place on your own, by yourself, there's something to be said about that. I can tell you that. It takes a lot of mental toughness. I think either way, though, you know, like, you're in a dark place and you get out, no matter how you get out. You know, that's a testament to you, no matter the means yeah. that that occurred. And sure, you can definitely change the level of pride or respect that one should have for the degree to which they change. But yeah, I think you know it's it's no small feat, no matter how it happens. But yeah, I definitely agree. You do it yourself. That's a hell of an accomplishment. I'll tell you. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna owe it all to me. Like I'm no wizard you know but like some things that may have helped me and maybe help other people is if you look up you know motivational videos there's hundreds of thousands on on youtube you know oh, yeah. of all different kinds of all different categories however you want to look at it, les brown being one of them eric thomas you know these guys sure. yeah. you know some of them right yeah got it and like these guys they're special people you know and, sure. and they've been through it themselves and they'll help you too without you you know being there in person though yeah and that definitely helped me i can tell you that yeah, I, really I remember there was one day in particular where I had, you know, when you had those bad dreams, you're like, you got to do something about it the next day. You may not even realize you did something about it, but you subconsciously did something about it because that dream impacted you. Hmm. I had just a bad dream. I was sitting in my bed and I woke, I don't remember exactly what the dream was. You know, we all forget our dreams, but I woke up to the sound of, um, they were doing that emergency alert system. Okay. And it was going through the entire campus on, like, loudspeaker. It's like we're in high school. Like, you know how, mm-hmm. like, if you use a fire yeah. drill, it was yeah, that yeah. loud. On campus. I'm like, I didn't even know we had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I was stunned. And it just it woke me up. And I woke up in sweat. You know, it was cold, cold sweat. <clears throat> That's odd. With my window open, too. So it was, it was bad. In the summer, too. Cold sweat in the summer. But that definitely played a factor. And, you know... And relationships in my life too um, definitely played factor too into who I am today because that's led me to be a little bit more independent and kind of grow my own. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. I could yeah. tell during that time period you were going through some shit. Where? Definitely tell. NBCC and, and stuff. Yeah, like during like what you just said, because like we were all like, <laughs> we were all like, dude, where's Nico? Like he's not even coming around anymore, you know. That and then so like cool. during the time I was like, oh, like it's something to do with us. 
But then, like, looking Imagine. back on it, like, a couple months later, I was like, oh, he probably had some personal stuff going on. If you guys could understand how much, uh, like, my male friends play an important role. My brother, that's another part to this. My brother's not, my brother for a large portion of my life is not been there. You know, he, and I would like to think that he is. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is he's not. True. He never really has been. And so for that, you know, I, on this journey, very deeply, if you, if you think about it, I realized why some of the, my male friends, why I choose them. Yeah. Not, not just because of, you know, we get to, you know, enjoy our sense of humor and or stuff like that. It's a little bit deeper than that, you know, uh, admiration. Definitely respect. deeper than that. Yeah. That's interesting too. I would drink on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I get really interested in that too, in terms of like how men pick their friends versus how women pick their friends. How do you think never thought about I find that to be really interesting. I haven't really given it much thought, but I think that there probably is a difference. Oh yeah, for sure. In terms of how we see each other. Like I think just in, in terms of like the biological basis of all these things, in terms of testosterone and how we regulate our emotions and the time periods in which we form key bonds, how we see a father figure. I think all of these things like really impact the way in which we build connections. And also I think I don't know how much validity this has, but I think that the way in which other men treat women impacts us in terms of how we treat women. How not necessarily how we treat women, but whether or not we want to be friends with those men. We want to associate with those men. Yo, oh Dude, 100%. best way I can example it. Are you guys in the show Vikings? I've Dude. heard the show. Bro. Everybody keeps raving about it. No, no, no. I need to watch that. I People love the just show. got into it. Yeah. In part of the show, I'm not getting into the show if anyone watched it, but that made me think about, you know, just a show today. I can't because if someone if someone wants to watch it, it's just I don't know. And nah, spoil it, spoil it. Need to yell moments. spoiler alert, spoiler alert, and then you can just. I right, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, here we go. In the show, a certain guy character does certain things to, <laughs> to other women, and he's not very appreciative. He's not very <laughs> you know, respectful. Yeah. And it made me think, I was like, wow, imagine if he was my brother. And in the certain show, he's a brother to the main character. <coughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what, what you would do? Yeah, I so was what, like, what did the wow. dude do? What did, the, what did the brother do? He never knew. And that's why the audience gets. <laughs> but that's why, knew. as the audience, you get to think on it. And, like, I was thinking, like, wow. But now that you say that, that makes me think so back. So the brother never found out about what the brother did. What do you mean he never knew? There's. Oh man, it's so hard to not spoil this. You already told people <laughs> that it's a spoiler, so, so they can skip through this. Man. To these hoes. All right, so it seems like he has. So he's the brother Ro- Rolo. Okay. It seems like he has a thing for his main his brother Ragnar, who's the main character of the whole thing. Ragnar's the main character. Ragnar. Rolo the, is the man who's with his the brother. Woman. Okay. And he's like the very he's like the macho guy, you know. Right. He's he loves fighting. I mean, they all it fighting. sounds like Keith, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're Honestly, if you think about it, Keith could be a Viking one day. <laughs> back, 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 back in the day, back in the day. But like, you know, so in the movie, it's like he's got a thing for Ragnar's wife, and it's like, dude, that's your brother's wife. Like, oh, what the heck? Whoa. He takes advantage of women. It's like, dude, like, and and and, and like, not even just like. like free women like slaves like that's just the lowest of the low dude yeah. like if you could classify low as being a low that's mm-hmm. terrible like because there's nothing you can do back and they explain it later on it's like there's no punishment if you were to do anything to a slave sure no matter what you do and yeah. it's terrible but that's just how it was back in the day and so um yeah it just made me think when you're saying that it's like wow this guy's a total douchebag and not only that that's my perspective but like sure. how would i associate with him mm-hmm. yeah and yeah so, yeah and our friends yeah, the the thing that I get stuck on too is how you fill redemption into all of that because how so like, like as mean? as young men we see other young men who we're friends with or who we're not friends with we can see them treat women in a certain way and then go through these periods where they may treat them poorly and that could oftentimes come from this insecurity within themselves and then. At what point do you say, all right, 
this person is not likely to change versus mm. I'm going to give this person a chance. Mm. Like, that's what I struggle with. And I think I've always struggled with in terms of, like, especially end of high school, beginning of college, when I was really starting to get into this sort of growth mindset piece of, all right, so we're actually malleable. Like, we can change. Yeah. Seeing people optimistically is a good thing and seeing myself optimistically is a good thing. And if uh-huh. I think that I can change, why can't anyone else believe the same thing for themselves and actually change from there? And the thing that I really struggled with was at what point do you say I cannot keep holding out hope for this person? Yeah. Like, that's a tough struggle for me. That's that's always been tough. Um but I, I, I've kind of had this thought of, as you go through it, at what point does the person that you are and everything that you sort of manifest and come into being, mm-hmm. at what point does that start to detract a lot of the negative characteristics or things that are opposite of what you are? Like, at, at what point does that start to happen? So if... I am truly authentic. I am doing my best to be a great man and I am putting a lot of simplistic urges to the side. I'm not hedonistic. I live a truly meaningful life and I associate with people who live in the same way. At what point will someone who isn't getting there just start to phase themselves out? Mm. I start, I've, I've thought about that a lot because I've seen people who have sort of disappeared from my life where I've said, I don't think I did this intentionally, but I think that this happened for the right reasons. And now I don't have to think so much about whether or not this person can change, whether or not this person is going to become something bigger and something better. Yeah. You know, Are you talking about you're losing friends and tightening yeah, your inner circle? Yeah, I think my circle is... De- it's really tough to say that. I think my circle has oddly become both tighter and bigger all at the same time. If that makes sense, like, I, with more quality, big, yeah, bigger in the sense of like you feel the love within that circle. Is that what you mean? Mm, like it's that. a smaller amount of people, but like it feels bigger because you're you're you bond with them more. Is that what you mean? I don't know. I feel like because I can have. I would agree with that. Yeah, for, yeah. For myself, because I I can have such vulnerable, deep, and open conversations with certain anyone. people. Oh, anyone? Okay people sort of self-select into that if you can deal with that if you can be in that and you like that then you'll want to associate with me and I'll want to associate with you okay so that sort of happens and then there's this circle of all right well I've only got a certain amount of time that I can actually invest into all these people so into who will I invest this time and you all have to make a choice you either choose directly or you have this sort of other choice which isn't made so directly for you where it just kind of happens and you don't have much say in it. And yeah. it's it's like who do you see the most? Who do you correspond with the most? Who Who do you like connect with the most? Yeah, who do you connect with the most? Who do you have this urge and this thought randomly where you're like, Oh, how's Nico doing? How's Nico Yeah, doing? exactly. You know, that thought kinda of yeah. randomly comes in your head and you just reach out to that person. And those people that you don't think about yeah. are kind of the ones that you maybe should just not yeah. be friends with anymore. Yeah, I almost. But at the same time, if you spontaneously have an interaction with someone who doesn't come to your head a lot, and that is an incredible interaction, and it's really, really awesome, and you see things very similarly, you can be really great friends, then you start to do that again. Similar to what like happened with you two and me. Just randomly out of the blue, Nick's like, dude, we gotta talk. I'm like, okay. Then we sit down and it's like, oh, now since we had this awesome conversation and we see things on the same mm-hmm. level, we sort of share this wavelength, every now and then you'll have this thought of, oh, how's Nick doing? How's Nico doing? Yeah. And you just want to send them a text see how they're doing. Yeah. yeah, those people that you just chill with and you like yeah. you don't have those intimate talk uh, yeah. talks with, you kind of don't get that. You feeling. don't do it anymore. Yeah, you don't get that connection with. Yeah. And those are the people who don't help you grow as a person. And I feel like those sure. are the people you gotta you got to leave out. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, man. Like, basically, it all comes down to, like, you have to figure out if the people in your life are, like, good people or not. Like, genuinely, like, good for you and, like, good for themselves. Sure. Because, um, 
That's a really important caveat. Both, if not if, just one. Though. If they can't respect themselves, and there's a very slim chance they can like respect your friendship Shit. too, like your presence too. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. So I definitely agree. Like I definitely like am thinking on the same wavelength. Or maybe not the same wavelength. But, no, you know. I yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm totally right there. I think, yeah. like Nico was saying earlier, if someone hasn't at least made a valiant attempt to face the demons within themselves, yeah. and to face the really hard things about themselves and to reflect and to sort of build a narrative of who they are that mm. includes both positive and negative things, something that's truly deep, something that really cuts within themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough for me to see how someone can be truly authentic if they haven't done that work. And that's totally a part of the growth process, like the process of maturing. And some people just don't achieve that stage. You know what I'm saying? Like some, it's, you know what I mean? Like, dude, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> thoughts just flying. I love the wry smile there. <laughs> so it's 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 very real, you know. Like with certain actions and decisions that you take, you just. You don't really think about it until you think about it. You know? Yeah. 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 No. The, the the huge thing I've always realized is when you take the time to really dig into yourself, you just take all the time to really explore everything that's down there, and especially the subconscious stuff, which I think I say I've been taking a really concerted effort to do over the last few months. Um, all of that. It's just so valuable. As hard as it is and as hard as it may be to like work on a lot of those thoughts, and I would admit that it's a lot easier for me because of a lot of the things that I've done in the past to kind of make me not judge myself, yeah. to kind of accept thoughts and accept feelings for just their existence and not associating them with certain things that I need to think and respond and do. And I feel like just at that, you're like already three steps ahead of most people uh, at yeah. our age. You know what I'm saying? So you're... You're way ahead of the game already. Yeah, and, and it's it's weird because th- this is another thing where I get to, which is going to throw the conversation in a different way, and I feel really bad about it because I love what we're talking about, is nah, go for it. It, it leads me to, yeah, at what point do you have to stop being modest? That, that's a tough thing for me to deal with. Like With what you just said, inside of me, I'm like, yep, I'm ahead. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Like I'm ahead. Uh-huh. But... At the same time, inside of you, you're like, but I, I, I'm not gonna convey that. I'm not gonna jump out and say that because come off in that. Manner. I'm humble. Like, I yeah. get that that's the truth. Yeah. But putting that out there and jumping on that and really putting my chest out for yeah. it would portray that's, you that's in wrong. the wrong way. Yeah. And not necessarily portray me the wrong way, but I feel it inside of me that it's wrong. Yeah. What, like doing it or, or stopping you from doing it? Like, it's wrong to, like, feed into that ego. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's almost like what you said, mm-hmm. I associate it more with truth rather than with, like, the value of myself. Interesting. See, that's what? where I have to grow because I'm still thinking, like... But that's hard. It is hard, man. It is hard because it has to be a genuine feeling. So you can't just like, you can't just make a genuine feeling happen. It, has, yeah. it doesn't make it genuine. So it's good that you. It's good that you realize that, man. And you feel that genuinely. Like I'm, I envy you in that aspect. I think I definitely have to grow up in that aspect. And yeah. like, I, but like at least I realize that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think along with that, the important thing there is to realize, you know, even though s- some others may be ahead. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're behind. Yeah, for and sure. And that like, you're along your path. Oh, <laughs> dude. I was, I was just, I'm, I'm, dude. I've been writing a big, big article about this, which I'm going to publish tomorrow. Um, it's called Judgment, and it's all about like self-judgment and how we judge ourselves, different ways we judge ourselves, how to stop judging ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like, that is a huge piece for me. Is the, the way that I articulate it in sort of an analogy is everyone's own path has unique points in which there are peaks and valleys and everyone's own path has a different material out of which it is made mm-hmm. and you have a different material that you wear and equip to oh, go yeah. along that path. So why should you believe that you can compare yourself accurately to the path of someone else? 
Exactly, man. Yeah. It should never be a comparison between you and somebody else. Exactly. Like, I, I just uh, heard on, heard Brian, do you know who Brian Callen is? He's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he has a podcast with uh, with uh, with this other dude, Brendan Shaw. They're okay. freaking hilarious. Dude. Okay. And uh, he was just saying, like, you cannot compare yourself to other people. Like, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is yourself. Just like, who you were yesterday. 100%. Yeah. Who you are right now in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. And by doing that, not saying, like, I know I just said you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, but by doing that, you're going to be, like, ahead of other people. Sure. But, like, don't look at it that yeah. that way. No, you, you fully look at it as I'm improving within myself. I'm on my own path, and yeah. that will bring me to somewhere good. Um, but I want Nico to jump in. Yeah. I know there are thoughts yeah. in your head. And I, I really don't want, want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to hear I just like taking you know, yeah. things in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, what, what was. Like, um. What were some things? Oh man, it's hot in here. <laughs> it is hot in here. It's a little hot in here. I'm toasty. But I'm I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on that internal like battle. So like, like how to work through that stuff because earlier you referenced like battling the demons, and I'm curious to hear kind of how that was, what that was for you. Like when you th- when you think of battling the demons, like what sort of hard questions do you think about what certain events do you think about and I know it's hard hitting so you don't have to answer it but no I'll answer it with the most recent thing because I feel like a lot of things that we talk about I can you know whether I'm, I'm a narcissist or, or not or, or <laughs> dude or no. it's I know you I do you are not a narcissist rela- just like I don't know I feel like I can just relate a lot yeah I don't know if that's even a symptom of that but like I can to the most recent recent example of that is thinking and it, something made me think over there I was I just one day I just did this you know I'm like I just gotta get back to my old self over there they're so passive they're so um nonchalant yeah I th- did I tell you London time did I tell you about that maybe it's like they close early and they and they start late with, with their businesses like you're saying like this is just the place for business yeah. and like I don't know it, it must have transversed onto me it must have, I, I, dude, I'll be honest with you, I studied probably like three days over there. <laughs> three days, of, I still got good grades, but. No, I remember you texting me that. <laughs> like, I'm out of it. I, <laughs> like, I'm out of it. I, I really was, like, when I was back over in Cornwall, I told, I, I'm sure I told you guys this, like, I studied a lot, like, and I didn't, you know, get the best results of it, but I was doing it every single day because I just felt like I was right and and when I lost that when I missed that it was like a piece of productivity was lost and I don't want anyone you know no one to feel like it's actually important that just having productivity as a sense of self is it's maybe you know other it might be different for other people but for me <coughs> I think it's important and so it, it makes you your life that, meaningful yeah so for you it's necessary I, th- I think it is I honestly yeah. I truly do and when my brother said it one time one part that my brother actually like influenced me was like one of the only things that matters in life is just working hard. That's just all that matters. I was like, that kind of hit me because it was one. It was one of the one of the days that I got back after a semester from Cortland. Like I was working hard, you know, over there, and we we're just smoking a cigar. You know, we we're having a good brotherly talk. As usual, it ended up being bad. You know, ended in the wrong way, but it you know it has its bright spots, and so that mm. was pretty good. So to circle the wagons, what was the recent recent example of it was. Something just made me think, and it started with songs. It started with music. Hell I was yeah. like, I was like, I feel a certain type of way. Whether it's me trying to skip music all the time or something, what what makes me want to skip hit that that skip button? Why I listen to music a lot? Why do I want to hit skip? It's like a, oh, usually it's, it's a feeling that makes me like it brings up the past. I listen to a lot of old music, mm. and so I'll hit that skip and I stop. I stop doing that, and it led me to stop listen to music as much and I started thinking let me think with my thoughts and that would lead me to just let me just feel the moment of my thoughts let me just feel it so just drowning yourself in silence isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as it's a genuine moment of a feeling mm. that you can think on whoa that was deep as no, a I mother. totally resonate with that yeah so like, I wow. 
Wow. One of the things that I frequently tell people in terms of what is a great way to get to know yourself is to remove the noise. Like, you look at my phone and you get rid of all of this, it's block out the noise. Every time on my phone screen, block out the noise. Because we get drowned out, right? Like, mm. in any sort of activity, it's, it's, we need three or four things going through our head at one time, but you can just sit there alone with whatever's going on and learn how to deal with it. Because I've, I've had close friends of mine who, guy, people I love, say to me, I hate silence because I hate my own thoughts. And that's one of those things that like, like that rips my heart a bit. Yeah. You know? And after he told me that, it was it was because I put a podcast out about sitting alone with your thoughts, and mm-hmm. he told me he was like, I, I just listen to this, and I did it. I sat there for five minutes. It was really hard. I don't like sitting there with the thoughts that just go through my head, but I did it, and it seemed like it gave him the sense of accomplishment. You know, mm-hmm. I battled with myself for five minutes and as little as that may be that's a lot especially for someone who hates the thoughts that go through their head take five minutes to truly battle you know and that's the start of something that's the start of something and, and oftentimes when you can just sit there with the natural thoughts that come through your head you can start to see what those thoughts are saying what those thoughts mean and then when you can figure out what those thoughts mean you can take the steps to say oh these are the signals that they're actually giving me. Like, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to think about. Okay. You know? So when you first said that, I thought you meant like sitting in silence in like a meditative sense. But now, now I get you mean like you're talking about analyzing your own thoughts and like, right? Well, or... I think that's oddly a form of meditation for me. Mm. I, when I have meditated recently, it's to sit there and to just observe what goes into my head and to sort of develop this metacognition to sort of think about my own thinking. Oh my God, dude. Do you know Albert Einstein used to do that? It's you, you, no, I had no idea. Yeah, he, he would have these thinking sessions and that's how he came up with uh, E equals MC squared. That's fascinating. Yeah. I'm not surprised by it. That's unreal, bro. That's no, crazy. Like, I've never like thought about like, like, I really doing enjoy that. that. You just, you, know? you sit there and you just kind of allow yourself to relax and let things go and just kind of let your mind go wherever it wants to and maintain this awareness at the same time or enough awareness to be able to come in and say oh I identified that thought is there I can pick it out and you kind of go in and out so oftentimes when you go through a guided meditation on headspace waking up app whatever it is you are given time to sit and focus on your breath. Like they'll stop talking for a little bit. Yeah. And for me, when I first started doing those things, that was the moment where my thoughts would just kind of start going. And then when they would say to bring your attention back to your breath, I wouldn't, I would do two things at the same time. So I would Mm. do that. And then I would also bring awareness to the actual thought that was coming across my mind at that time. Yeah. And sort of identifying it and saying, oh, this is what's coming to my mind when I'm not forcing anything. This is what's coming to my mind out of sort of my subconscious, I guess. Yeah. And starting to be able to identify those things and to recognize them and to act upon them, that's been one of like the huge things for me. Of mm. If you get into a bad habit and you can pick out your thoughts and become aware of you participating in that, then you can start to work on it. You can stop it from happening. Which is why I think oftentimes meditation can be so good at stopping people from really dangerous cravings, from addictions, and things like that. Because it gives you this space where you learn how to recognize the thoughts that are going through your mind. And to identify them and to understand and decipher the meaning of them. 
ends. Yes, dude. Yeah. yeah. That, that's why it's been really meaningful for me. But. Okay. Have, have you uh, meditated at all? I have. Actually, I was just going to... Like Tell story. The perfect points that I'm thinking about, like yeah. really moments ago, is like, so like, for me, meditation, it's more like just a relaxer. Like I can just relax while meditating, and but I find that I can do that throughout the day as long as I just focus on my breath. Yeah, it was really cool actually. Over back in England, we in psychology and action, the one psychology class I was taking over there, it was really cool. They hooked us up to like this computer screen, and it gets to show you like your attention span and your relaxation, like. Whoa. So you did neurofeedback? Yeah, and I was oddly relaxed most of the time. Yeah, neurofeedback is cool. I've never done it, but I really wanted to. But I really had to try with my attention. Like, I I could do it, but I really had to try. Like, I had to, like, and it's, it's, it was weird because I can, like, navigate those feelings now, and just relaxing is just, it's almost more easier. Like, I feel like it comes a little bit more naturally, but attention is more like, it's like a brain, it's like a, like a mental when you when you feel that feeling you're like wow that's what it feels like it's almost like being really this is a bad correlation but it's like being really hopped up on caffeine i i know most people feel like i can focus on that but it's not the same like when when you're just genuinely like actually focused and it's like a genuine feeling without no outside factors no like oh yeah i totally agree caffeine is like it's it's a higher state of consciousness yeah. Higher state of awareness. It's weird. Yeah. It's 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 like that. To me, it's a little bit more like. It's like a little fake. Like a, it's like a, in a way. Mm-hmm. That's why I've always thought about. Like, what if I just like I love coffee, but do I just love the effects of it? Do I just love caffeine? Caffeine, you know, releases dopamine. Absolutely. So like, am I doing that? Dude, don't get me down that road. Um, <laughs> in, I know it's so in. in it's, it's tough. I just got off track a little bit. Can someone help me? No. What, what was, I, no, there was the that point of meditation in your experience. Yeah, that's exactly it, Matt. So it was, for me, I realized that my mode and like my, my modem where my mind is set, meditation doesn't do that. Like I can't just like, oh, that's it while I'm meditating. It's uh-huh. usually through the day like while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. So, and I realized this yesterday. Like I just wanted to go hit the punching bag yesterday. Yeah. And... It doesn't come up in the thoughts like while well, I'm you know doing it, yeah. but then as soon as I got back in, I started doing dishes. And I don't remember exactly what the thought was. Yeah. Something was about my brother though. Yeah. I was like, how would I handle a certain situation? And someone was telling me very calmly, just a nice tone, mm-hmm. and it was like, that's what you would do in that situation. I was like, what? I was yeah. like, it's like you're like, all right, like you know, like it's you just gotta agree with it. You just gotta yeah. go with it. And I was like, that's interesting. That's just me. And that's when yeah. it comes to like when you just like listen and you hit that skip button. It's like, all right, I'm going to stop doing that. And it's learned me, it's taught me to just like, okay, I can like put myself on autopilot in a way. Like I'll just be like doing the dishes. And when I think of a genuine thought, I'll be doing that. And then I can like, you know how people like they drive down the road or something like, how'd I get here? Yeah. Yes. 100%. That can be like how you go on autopilot. And yeah. meditating is exactly curing that. That's like, to me, like it in pre- my understanding. It like prevents autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's exactly it, bro. It creates in a true presence. Yeah, and dude, I need to start doing this, man. Cause I, I, dude, I need to do it more too. That's that's a huge thing for me. I I and used I, to use I, Headspace, I yeah. and it was super helpful. But then they make you pay after like ten free things, you know. So I don't waking up app is free until uh, December thirty first. That's Sam Harris's meditation app. For real? Yeah. Oh, let me get it right now. <laughs> that's really awesome. <laughs> And I think it's, I think it's six bucks a month, which is a better price than that. Uh, waking up. Waking up. Yeah. Okay. It's really awesome. Um, and it's, like, Headspace is more zeny, mm. I kind of think. And waking up is much more like scientific, rationalist, philosophical, mm. which like I just find a deeper appreciation. Yeah, I know I really liked Headspace. So. Yeah, Headspace I is will great. try this one yeah. out. Try waking up, yeah. Sam Harris's voice is great. Yeah, it's really oh, nice. I don't have any connection, but... I've been thinking about <laughs> creating like a sort oh. of like meditation sort of thing. Um, and I've also had thoughts about doing extremely long retreats. Like doing seven days or a month silent. Super beneficial for me, in terms of really. Yeah, I feel like that's it. 
like the facing the demons thing. It's like you sh you shouldn't be attracted to doing it, but here I am wanting to do it more. Oh man! Are you saying you want to hold these retreats or just go on them, participate in them? Like participate in them first and like really understand how it affects me. Oh. Um, okay. But in terms of what I want to do, would be to create like a free platform where could have different types of meditations on there um, just because I, d I don't have an interest in getting paid for it yeah I think you 100% should do that yeah because the only thing that's going to come out of it is benefits yeah the, there's no bad thing that's going to yeah. come out of that you and know? I think it would give me 10 minutes in a day to sort of like guide my own thoughts to mm. be present to sort of meditate out loud almost yeah. which I think would be a really interesting experience as well because I realized that with the podcast where I take a topic and I sort of explore it in my mind for 10 minutes and sort of talk through it and it's forced me to organize my thoughts more because if I need to say it out loud and I'm going to publish it then I need to learn how to be more coherent in my thoughts I can't just spew gobbledygook and think that people are going to listen and understand it and enjoy it mm. so it's really forced me to need to be more coherent and then also at the same time it gives me this space to think through something and to just have this presence of what am I really what do I really think about this what does this mean and I find that to be extremely beneficial but yeah I guess everyone should have a podcast <laughs> quick question yeah from the first episode of your podcast to right now would you say you're a much yeah like 100% can you go into the, in a little in depth with that? Vocal fillers happen much less. I can talk at length for long periods of time without saying things like um or like, even though if you go back in this episode, you will certainly find a number of them. Mm -hmm. But I find that my thoughts make a lot more sense and they read much more coherently like texts. Which I think is a wow. really good thing. But I've also paid yeah. a lot of attention to that. And I've done 11 or 12 different podcasts where I've read an article out loud that I've written. And I think that that has sort of helped me work on that as well. Yeah. Um, and also speaking publicly, I think, has helped too in terms of all yeah. of that. But it's weird. I think that speaking another language influences it as well. Um, I feel like in a weird way I can imagine that. Because if I can do all this in Spanish, then why shouldn't I be able to do this in my native language? Yeah. I feel like just reciting or like using another language just activates all these different areas in your brain. Yeah. That will just help you in every single way. Yeah. Um. It's like it's like math in high school. Like everybody's like they should get rid of math. Everybody who hates math is like they should get rid of math. But the because a lot of people face challenges, but <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like don't realize that math, like a huge reason it's there is because it stimulates your mind so much and helps you retain and learn other information that you're learning in school. Yeah, you build up critical reasoning skills. Yeah, yeah it's literally yeah. insanely helpful, insanely beneficial. Sure. And like people are like, yo, just get rid of it. Like, well, I think that the problem there is that that value is not presented to students enough. It's not said. Yeah. Hey, here's a direct example of how you learning this is going to be helpful for you. Yeah, dude, it's and not explained. Yeah, it's, it it's, needs it's really interesting because the folks I work with, um, the guy, Chris Holman, um, he directs the Motivate Lab, and his work, so he published his PhD thesis in 2009, I think, and it was called The Utility Value Intervention. So it's, it was, I think, kids in either a biology or math class, and it basically had them take the material they were learning and then take important things to them, so whether it be sports, something relevant to their life, and then the student then had to find ways to intermix them. Mm. So you find ways to take the material you're learning and to make it relevant within the things that are important to you and the things that happen to you in your everyday life. And then from there, you start to see more value in the material and then from there, you're more motivated to learn more about it, to engage in it, which leads you to succeeding more. Um, and now they have an extremely successful lab at the University of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what that makes me think of? So, like, there was a point, like, within the past two years where 
like I would like read and I would come to a word that I didn't know and I'd be like I want to know that word yeah. really bad so like how can I <laughs> how, what can I do with my brain to like ingrain that in my memory and I was like if I just repeat the definition over and over again that's not going to do anything for Absolutely me. Not. but if I use it like if I just say um, if I just use it in like different sentences like at the moment yeah. in like sentences that make sense to me mm-hmm. then like that'll stick with me more you sure. know what I'm so it goes yeah, back yeah. to like exactly what you were just saying mm-hmm. like if you relate it to yourself like it's yeah. gonna stick with you yeah you know yeah yeah and that's a key foundation of cognitive psychology as well like, yeah if something has to do with you or if you generate something yourself mm-hmm. you're much more likely to remember it and to be able to use it and to recall it from your working memory which I think is fascinating Damn, bro. Yeah, it's really cool. So insightful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's fun, man. Like, no, yeah, I love it, dude. It's fucking awesome. I like nobody thinks about this shit. I mean, the, like, there's there's people that think about it, but like, like, what percent of the population do you think thinks about like stuff like that? Well, the, the thing that leads me to that is what percent of the population would even have the chance or the opportunity to engage in a conversation like this, which really blows my mind the, the, the thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently is to be in the top 1% in income in the entire world is $32,000 wait what dude really? that's crazy in the entire world that's crazy dude you always hear that like motivational like speech if you want to be in the top 1% you gotta make like millions of dollars like what in the US oh yeah that makes sense in the world yeah, but, like, dude, the entire like, world Think about how rich people in, like, Dubai are and shit, and, like... Well, you gotta think about the extremes. Like, you you have a normal distribution of wealth, and Uh you have very, very, like, when you have billions and billions, you know, you can have a few million out at the extremes, Mm. but that doesn't affect everyone else, you know? And, And then you have people with zero, and you have a lot of people with zero. Oh, yeah. And, and people negative. Oh, dude, straight up. I didn't know why I didn't even think about that. Do you know how many people are in debt right now? That's so true. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've, I've always, like, found it, like, very important to, like, make sure I'm not in that state. Not don't in be that in debt. financial yeah. state. 100%. Yeah. I hate owing people money, dude. Mm-hmm. That's, like, I don't know. It's such a pet peeve of mine. But most of us are in debt, which is very funny. Extraordinary consequences. I'm very fearful of what is to come because of that. But I'm in debt to my parents, but I'm I'm actually not like in debt debt at all. That's good. Yeah, like the, actually, the army recruiter just told me yesterday. I was like, it's like that's like the one good thing I got going for me. You know? <laughs> like, like it felt it just felt good. You know? Do you do you genuinely feel like you're in debt to them? I don't know how I can't be to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, they raised like me, and they've they're just like yeah, they've got their you know tough parts. Like they've got their flaws too. Like you know, I could think of one for my mom. Like I think she babied me a little bit. My brother would absolutely tell me that. You know, like we were always babied, and especially yeah, I think that I was said about my mom as well. But like, they've got some really good characteristics that I'm gonna carry on, and I would carry on in their name, and 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 their in in their honor, with my kids. And I hopefully plan to. I think the only way that we're gonna change the world because you know for some reason everyone thinks the world is so bad and there's some bad parts. The only way we're gonna change it though is with positivity, I think. So I plan on having kids and I plan on raising them right, you know, to share a positive mindset and share that with other people too. So. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that debt. The like I'm just gonna counter your point real quick, just to like just to do it, you know. I feel like that debt that you just described is like their way of expressing love towards you. And as long as you express love towards back, I don't think there is a debt. I think it balances out. It depends on how you plan on repaying the debt. I, f- I feel like if I you're just a I'm good... I just making up as I go along, and that just yeah. pointed out exactly, like, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and I think that, I that that's that. what Nick is trying to say there, is yeah. potentially you repay the debt by being... You. A great individual and being the best manif- manifestation of who you are. Yeah. And 
constantly wanting to be better both for yourself and for others. Like, just you being in that state is enough payback for them to pay back that debt. Because, like, all, all the effort and all the money that they put into raising you is to raise you to be the best person that you can be. So if you are the best person you can be, then there's no debt. And then that happens all over again. <laughs> I'll be honest, that was kind of moving. Right? I mean, oh, dude, if you put music behind this, you can put this in a song. You don't need music, bro. <laughs> this is all you need, bro. Yeah. Real talk. Like, that's why, like, you know, like, some people just overlook, like, some of the good things, like, like, good things mean just, like, simple things, you know? Like, bro, that's so, so true, going back to what you just said, dude. So Nobody, simple. like, has the opportunity to go into this shit, because... This is so simple if you think about it, but it is the most, one of the most rewarding things you're going to get. I mean, it's so little. It's We appreciate the little things, so, you know, it just, you know, makes you think a little... Definitely. But like, like, like you were saying, like, who, like, when and during the day are you gonna go into deep things like this, besides in a podcast setting like this, like, like you know what I'm saying, like, when are you gonna run into this situation? And how many people have meaningful friendships where they have vulnerability, where they don't feel like they need to hold themselves back to maintain the friendship, where they don't feel trapped by insecurities within themselves yes. or insecurities put on to them by other people that were beyond their control so many things that go into being able to like, have this space and even the economic opportunity to not have to think about money all the time and to not have to think about you know how am I going to put food on the table tomorrow because if I don't know that then how can I take care of anything else and it kind of goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs which is fascinating you know at the bottom, you have the very, very needs that you need to survive. And then above that, I think you have needs that you need to survive, not just right now, but you know over the next week. And then you have the higher level needs of like, relationships and love. And then you have this higher level of self-actualization, which is, you know, which I would consider this deep love and appreciation for the self, no matter what state you are. So what's like the most important one? Because like they rank, it seems like they rank them. Well, but the basic ones are technically. It's a build. It's it's building up. So without these foundations, you can't have the next one. So if I don't have oxygen, water, food, then I can't get to the point where I have shelter, mm-hmm. protection, etc. And if I don't have that, then I can't earn money or whatever it is I can't build relationships and do all these other things which are going to you know create social ties give me a job whatever and then if I don't have that then how am I going to build higher level feelings both toward others and for myself so it's not like a rank order it's necessities and and, and how they build up prerequisites yeah exactly so cool to think about man yeah it's really interesting this dude came up within the 60s which I find fascinating